Good morning, Bannock folks. You're tuned in to another episode of Bannockdotes. I'm your host, Phil Paxton. Thank you for joining us today. We got a good one for you. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, or any other podcast app, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And of course, you're watching on YouTube. Scroll a little bit down below. Hit that subscribe button. Get that bell notification. Tells you when we're posting all our fun videos. And then, of course, give this video a like. Leave a comment down below. Do you like this show? Do you hate it? Do you want to see other guests come back? Do you want to see me ask other questions? Just leave it all down below. Leave it all down below. Do you like the episode or do you hate it? Just tell me. Of course, follow us on Instagram at Banecdotes, B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S, where we do all our updates, where we post all the concerts that we're putting on, uh, the flyers, clips of guests that we have coming on this week. All the updates are happening there, so check us out there. All right, let's just jump right into the shows because we got a lot of them because we got July coming up. Uh, so let's jump into the shows, local Ontario shows. Hexus came by yesterday in St. Catharines at the warehouse and blew the place off. It was crazy. Cothra also played. Temple of Night. Our homies and trauma model played. And Deciphering the Pale. It was such a good night. Thank you for everyone who came out. It was a great time. Thank you for that. Uh, but those folks are uh, still playing. And today, they are in Kingston at the Overtime. And then tomorrow, June 23rd, they're in Ottawa at the Dominion Tavern. And June 25th, in Montreal at the Piranha Bar. Thursday, June 23rd in Toronto at the Hard Luck, we have Dayglow Abortions Hate Speech album release with Citizen Rage, Dragged In, and Losers. In Hamilton that night at the Doors Pub, we have Cognitive, Tombstoner, Lacouder, and World's Grasp. Friday, June 24th in Windsor at the Backstage, we have Cognitive, Tombstoner, and Vile Driver. In Toronto that night, Fuzzed and Buzz presents a special night with Mouth Congress, Leather Uppers, Astral Witch, and low orbit and that's at the bovine in hamilton that night however at the kill room we've got dear god do flame temper tantrum mile end and cicada that's gonna be a killer show saturday june 25th in niagara falls at the upper space fight war not wars red cross benefit show with well and wasted border city bit downs dominion elephants and sin Ottawa that night at House of Targ. We have They Grieve, Cothra, Moratorium, and Grandmother. In London that night, we have, at the Richmond Tavern, we have Single Mothers, Mall Crimes, and Strawberry Cough. In Hamilton that night at the Kill Room, we have Snakes, Junko Daydream, Girth, and the 49th Parallel. In St. Catharines that night at the Mansion House, we have our friend Casey Baker Neon Cowboy, Adderclyffe, and Brett Friesian. In Windsor, at Craft Heads, we have Reliever and Uncle Play- Ray playing that night. Sunday, June 26th, in St. Catharines, at the Warehouse, Indoor Shoes Presents, Cognitive with Tombstoner, Ocular Trauma, and Mind Swell. Weedus and Kixie are doing a couple shows, June 24th at the Bitmore Theatre in Oshawa, June 25th at the Legion in Tilsonburg, and June 26th at the Casbah in Hamilton. But in July, Hellbent are going on tour. Now, have you ever heard about this? I am super excited. We're starting this month off with our 
homies in Dayglow Abortions. Can you believe that? I'm so excited. We're probably going to get some roadcasting done on that. Can't wait for that to happen. July 2nd, we're in Fredericton at the New Brunswick Punk Festival. July 3rd in Halifax at Gus's Pub. July 4th at a secret show. July 5th in Ramowski at the Ramowski Underground. July 6th in Jean Quare at Rocco Bar. July 7th in Trois-Rivières at Lentite. July 8th in Cornwell at White Knuckles. July 10th in Waterloo at Revive. And July 7th and July 9th in Ottawa, we have Sitting on the Outsides Volume 4 with a ton of bands playing like Moratorium, Imploders, Illusions, Puffer, Blemish, Sleep Late, and many more. Definitely go get your tickets for that. Wednesday, July 13th in Ottawa at the Brass Monkey, we have Falsifier with Born Anew, Salt Wound, Soul Thief, and A Mist. Damn it, Goldie are playing a bunch of shows this summer. Definitely go check them out when they're in your city. They're getting, they're hitting Hamilton. You know, they're hitting all sorts of different places. Check it out there. You can see it there right on the screen. Friday, July 15th in Toronto at Hard Luck, we have Raider with Detherius. Stench of Death and Gland. Thursday, July 21st, we have the return of No Orphans. It's been a while since they've played, and they're playing here in St. Catharines at the Warehouse with Sunnyside, Cohesion, and Wish Ender. That's going to be a good time. Definitely go grab your tickets for that. Saturday, July 23rd in London at the Dome, Strange Ways with Reality Denied and Evil Vision. Saturday, July 30th in Toronto at the Rock Pile, we have Get the Shot with Enemy of God, Born Without Hope, Offside, Twin Rivals, and Hostage. And of course, September 9th and 10th in Mississauga at the Hansa House, Damage Control and Soulless Music Promotions presents Hold Your Ground Fest 22, Never Ending Game, Mind Force, Pain of Truth, Dare, Momentum, Gridiron, Cohesion, Cold Shoulder, and Game, and many more. Get your tickets at holdyourgroundfest.com. Feeling a little light on the July shows. I, I'm being honest. Uh, if, you, if you've got more shows coming up in July, send them my way. Send them your flyer. Just just do it, and I'll plug your show. That's what I'm here for. All right, let's get into my guests this week. We had Reno James and Andy Dinner of Phantom Lung come on, and they were so funny. We had such a fun time with this episode. I had a fun time editing this episode. There's a lot of visual stuff, so I apologize to the people who are just listening. You're missing out on a little bit of the content, but let me tell you this. It was a great episode. I prepared for Andy to come on the show, and he kind of last minute was like, oh, Reno's with me. So I didn't have too many questions for Reno, um, but we we still had a great time. We got to know each other, and uh, Honestly, this was one of the funniest episodes we, we've done in a while. Uh, let's get into it, folks. I'm not trying to fuck.
with he'll you. He'll toss. He'll toss, man. He's not scared. I'll throw bows. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Now I'll let him check first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want. This is important. It's not on Spotify. But is there, is there, did they say something? Like, did they make a post saying? I thought I read something. Maybe I was out to lunch. No, it's entirely possible. Out to lunch with dinner. There we go. There you go. (laughs) That's your last name, right? Andy Dinner? Andy Dinner. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. It's funny because like. I'm Reno Lunch. Anytime. (laughs) Reno Lunch? (laughs) Anytime, uh, anytime like, you know. I meet somebody like, cause I, I did, I've done stand up before. Oh yeah. And, and for some reason, man, every time they're just like Andy diner. They, I'm they, like, what the <laughs> fuck? Two ends, yeah. Dude, I had a fucking mask in my hat. <laughs> like that way. I just pulled that out of my toque. Prepare it. I'm just going to have this on for the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first guests we had, he was wearing a mask the entire That's time. That's fucking weak. Oh, you can't do that. Unless it's like a Slipknot mask. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, did you see um the guy from Bar Down went and like fucking got a custom uh, painted hat for the drummer of Slipknot? Like, oh, really? Like, put up on a hockey helmet. Nice. A goalie mask. That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking sick. I was there. I was. I went and that, saw that show on oh, Monday. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. Did you see that that guy ran on stage? I did not notice that. Did you see that at all? So during Psychosocial, there was a guy that ran up on stage, ran up to Clown's drums and started playing them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, it's funny. I saw an article about that. <laughs> yeah, that happened at the know, Toronto show. I didn't know that I was the Toronto show. Toronto show. I was so hyper-focused on Jay playing drums that song. I was like, didn't even see anything else happening. I was like really <laughs> drunk. So I was like trying to sneak my way down to like the 100s yeah. on the lawns. <laughs> So who's going to stop you? <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> right on, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Banecdotes. I'm your host, Phil Paxton. The t-shirt of the week is Spill Your Guts. Uh, not totally around from here, but I know their basis is from uh, Kitchener, so we'll give a shout out to Tyler. And we have Andy Dinner and Reno James yeah. on the podcast of Phantom Limb. Thank you for coming Phantom by, Lung. folks. Phantom, Phantom Lung. Lung. I said Phantom Limb. start over? Yes. Put- we'll do that again. <laughs> Thank you for joining in, folks. Uh, you're watching Banecdotes. I'm your host, Phil Paxton. I'm wearing a Spill Your Guts shirt. They're kind of not from around here, but shout out to Tyler Boa because he's from Kitchener. Uh, and my guests this week are Andy Dinner and Reno James of Phantom Lung. There we go. There we go. We killed it. <laughs> maybe we'll meet. We'll maybe, maybe we'll keep in that last track. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how you guys doing? I was going to say, how's your day been? It was mostly driving, though. Yeah, right? a lot of fucking driving. Traffic. I worked I work this morning and then I. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I drove to Toronto to pick this guy up. Wow. I also worked this morning and then he picked me up from the shop and then we whipped on over here and it's been a, it's been a day. Nah, right on. So do you want to introduce yourself to the audience, talk about a little bit about yourselves? You go first. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Reno. I play bass in Phantom Lung. What else? Do you play in a bunch of other bands? Bring I, play in, I play in hype, four hype, fucking bands. Hype that shit up. Yeah. Uh, I play bass in uh, death metal band Six of Swords. Yep. I play bass in a hardcore band from Toronto called Born Without Hope. Oh, you play? I didn't know that. Just joined nice. the band. Just nice. Joined the band. And then uh, I've got a new project called Living Nightmare. Cool. With Jay Scarlino and Ryan Rogers from uh, from Lions. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, so that's gonna be that's happening a soon. Back. Damn, lions yeah. keeping busy. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. like we don't do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> Six of Swords doesn't do anything right now. No, nope. but I had to start playing bass. So. Yeah, you got to keep active. Is there what? What Six of Swords is just hiatus right now, or uh, we're just all super busy. Yeah, we're all really really busy, but uh, and we're just at a point now where we got a bunch of songs. Like if we had an opportunity to play a show then we'd get together and figure out a set and cool do it yeah most of the writing happens not at band practice anyway sure we've got some songs in the works already so Mm -hmm. we'll eventually get around to getting together again yeah yeah we all hung out at the dying fetus show uh the other day nice together it was actually the first time the whole band was together since like covid lockdown happened so it was felt good it was really cool to see those guys yeah yeah that's super cool and uh you've just been busy with phantom lung uh yeah well i would say busy with phantom lung because it's been it's been a slow burn like right like i started phantom like phantom lung like three years ago by myself as a solo it was a solo project yeah yeah like where like i i wrote literally every second of the music and everything like that um tried getting a singer for it. Cause I didn't want to do the vocals myself. Right. Um, tried that out. We tried Like I talking to different vocalists for like a year and then I was like, fuck this. So I just kind of gave up with it and, um, kind of fell on the back burner. And then in October of last year, kind of, uh, I guess the project kind of got revitalized and, uh, now we're at where we are now. We have the three song demo we released a couple months back. Mm hmm. Uh, we how many times did we have to reschedule this uh <laughs> this uh yeah this, that's right yeah this interview here just like because again like we're like we're all busy adults we're all old now we all have priorities and shit like jobs that. yeah jobs businesses um you know all that kind of shit so it's uh phantom has been a very very slow slow burn project and um yeah, like, and then I guess that takes us up until us talking right now. Yeah, and you guys, like, yeah, so you started out as a soul, and then you just recruited everybody, eh? Yeah, yeah, like, when I when I first started Phantom Lung, um, Reno was actually the first person um, I sent my, my music to. You didn't even have a name for it. You just sent me a bunch of songs. You're like, oh, what do you think? Nice. Uh, and I'm like, do, are you, do you like this? Because uh, he's like, he's like my, my death metal, like, should I fuck with this band? Or there you not? go. Like, nice. like, yeah. yeah. I, I, everything goes through him, right? And then I was like, yeah. So if this ever becomes like a project, it's like, do you want to play bass? And he's just like, absolutely. Actually, before you even said that, I was like, yo, whenever this happens, I call dibs on bass. Nice. And that was that was literally a no brainer for me. Like, yeah, like, like, I, I, I wanted Reno a part of this project since the beginning. So. And you landed, uh, and who'd you land on drums? Is there two guitarists? Uh, so, um, yeah, there's uh, we have two guitarists. Uh, the other one's Billy Curtis, who used to play guitar in uh, the Abandoned Hearts Club. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember them from way back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's he's on second guitar. Um, he's, uh, in terms of the writing process, he's more of like a, a, a consultant because uh, he's somebody whose opinion I trust, and he is literally one of the best guitarists I've ever met. Uh, he's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll go and I'll be like, these riffs, they all, they, the transitions are good. Is there anything you would add or take away? And then everything since, um, cause I had, I had five or six songs written, mm-hmm. uh, when the we kind of put the whole band together and now we're, we have 10 songs for a full length, basically ready to go. Just need, uh, to learn <laughs> sit down, re- re- learn them, <laughs> rehearse them, practice them and uh, record them. But, 
knowing Phantom Line, that'll probably be like a year from now. Sure. I mean, there's <laughs> lots. Yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, lots of uh, plans, but I mean, you, you guys are and, gonna. And there's no rush. That's yeah. the thing. Like, there's like we're not on a schedule. We're not. There's no deadlines or anything like that. Um, we're it, we're just we're taking it as it is, and we don't want to rush anything either. Because once you start rushing things, like things just kind of start. There's like there's shortcuts, corners you take, and all mm-hmm. that. Like that's kind of the whole like, oh, their first album was the best, right? Because then, the, how long did they have to write that first album? Sure. And then, like, oh, yeah. Now we have like you know we have a year or less after our touring schedule to work, like record our second album. And yeah. it's like, you know, they have the pressure from the labels and shit like that. We don't have any of that right now. So we're just kind of taking it one day at a time and, um, nice, nice slow burn and just tweaking what we have now and making them even better. Yeah. Like there are songs like I wrote three years ago for this project that like, I, I know that there are parts in those songs that when we re-record them, they're going to be like, better than what they already are. So just trying to make everything is, we don't want to have a weak riff. We don't want to have a weak second of this album when it comes out. We right. just, we want it to be an absolute punishing force, yeah. which is, yeah. which is where we're pretty much there. Yeah. And when you recorded that three song demo, that was all you and it was all DIY, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we record, like when I recorded that, um, <laughs> No amps. It's yeah. All direct input. Uh, the drums. I wrote the drums. Um, but they are programmed drums. I mean, it is just a demo. So yeah. I wasn't like gonna. I was like, was it still gonna... sounds really good. Oh yeah. Like um, we had uh Alex Rise who plays uh drums in um, uh Psychotic Pulse. Oh cool. Uh, great, great Toronto death metal band. Um, he also um Cunt Zone is another project that he has. Um, where. <laughs> Yeah, like that, and that band is fucking ridiculous as well. Um, Tired to death. He just has all these like these solo death metal projects, and he's like literally a, a savant when it comes to death metal. It's unreal. And then we had Tyler Semmerich, Paul uh, Palmatier, um, who is uh, the singer of Mare, uh, singer of the End. Um, he recorded vocals. That's right. Uh, and he also did guest vocals on the song Empress on our demo. Mm-hmm. And then we had Scotty from Cancer Bats. Formerly of Cancer Bats. Yeah. He, uh, he mastered the project. Nice, Scott. And I love Scott. Fucking Scott's such a beauty, man. Oh, I love like, Scott. Honestly, big shout out to Scotty Middleton. Yeah, he's great. Um, I love you, Scott. Yeah. You are we all love an Scott. absolute weapon, all right? <laughs> Never change. Keep doing you, buddy. Yeah. That's it. So, And then are are you allowed to talk about the new singer that you've got? Or? This is, okay, like, I mean, like, sure. Um, So, yeah, Steve is no longer um, singing. He sang uh, on the three-song demo for us. Yep. Um, there was, uh, he is no longer with Phantom Lung. Um, and I've decided since I, since I, you know, tried to search for a singer for a year, uh, before that, um, they gave up and then Steve joined in. I'm sick of looking for singers. So I'm just going to be the fucking vocalist now. Oh, fun. I'm the new singer Phantom Lung. Sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mammoth grinder style, yeah. right? Fucking do no, like I know a... that's the thing. I can't play guitar at the same and... time. So I'm just going to probably just get another guitarist. Oh, like, okay. Just to do, just to do live shows. Yeah. And um, I'm still going to be pretty much writing, you know, 98.5% of everything. Right. Um, and then just teach it to somebody else and say, you play, I'm just yeah. going to fucking rage. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah, so that's kind of what um, I've decided. And I just, I've had enough of singers and <laughs> I've had enough of myself. So what the hell's the difference? <laughs> I haven't had enough either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Now, how did you guys get into, like, heavy music growing up? Like, death metal? Like, how did you guys end up playing it? Like, where did you... That's funny. We literally had this conversation in the car. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. Not, not even thinking that it would come up. But, uh... Go. It's a different story every time I tell it, because I literally don't remember. Sure. He was straight but... edge back in the day, so his memory's all foggy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Um, so, like, my, I guess, earliest memory of, like, heavy music... Other than, like, my dad showing me Motorhead, the Ramones, Black Sabbath, mm -hmm. um, as a fellow Canadian, you know, much loud, was a TV show, yeah. not just a channel. That's right. <laughs> so I would stay up after 11 on a Friday night mm -hmm. and just watch music videos, and Where the Slime Live by Morbid Angel came on. How funny is that? I was just going to say, that's how I found out of Morbid Angel. Yeah. Much loud, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Then in like grade nine, I was in English class and this older kid who was in my class because he got held back a yep. grade gave me a skinless CD. Oh, sick. And my mind was fucking blown. Yeah. And it was almost too much for me because like I really liked <laughs> Slipknot at the time. Right. But that was pretty accessible because they were on the radio and yep. shit. But yeah, hearing Slip or uh, Skinless for the first time was almost too much for me. Yeah. But I loved it like ever since. That's super cool. It's yeah. funny that you, you mentioned that as well because I also remember being into Slipknot at a certain time and a buddy of mine was like, here, you got to check it. If you really like Slipknot, check out a band called Hatebreed. And I was like, okay. And I checked them out. I definitely liked it, but I, I, I was, I think it was grade seven at the time and I was like, they don't wear masks though. <laughs> yeah, not as cool. Why aren't they hiding? <laughs> like, like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, little did I know I was jamming out fucking, uh, I think it was like Destroy Everything. And oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and what about yourself? How did you get into like heavy music growing so, up? So for he like, for like, not heavy, but like, just hear me out here. Um, back when I was a kid and I was like, you know, grade two, grade three, four, whatever, my mom and dad always used to listen to like, uh, like, you know, Motley Crue, Def Leppard and like the odd Metallica song here and there. And like, so I, I, and I always really, really vibed with that kind of shit. Um, and then when I was in grade five, I think, my next door neighbor, who was a year older than me, he was like, yo, you gotta check this shit out. And then put on um, The Great Southern Trend Kill by Pantera. And like, the opening note, it just, yeah, yeah. right? And I was like, what the fuck is this, <laughs> yeah. dude? And um, then obviously Dimebag's riffs are the greatest uh, ever of Shout all time. Dimebag. Like, rest in peace, fucking. Yeah. Um, that like and Pantera fucking really kind of changed everything for me, and then it it grew from there. Like and then um, I had a huge crush on this girl in grade seven, and she liked Slipknot, and like that's the first time I like she's like <laughs> gave me her Slipknot CD. I was like, oh shit! My first concert ever was Corn. Nice. Well, my first my first big concert was Corn. Um, my first actual concert I went to was fucking Throwdown with Eighteen Visions, hey. Terror, and then Under Oath open. What? Yeah. What did they do? What were they doing on that bill? I don't fucking know. I didn't. I didn't make that. I didn't, I didn't, well, that's the, cool the though. First album, straight up metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah and it, with, and uh, it was Dallas Taylor. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was right after they released their first album. Really? Yeah. yeah like Under Ooh. Open, then Terror, then 18 Visions, and then Throwdown. Heaven. Wow. That I, show happened today. Holy fuck! That lineup's Jesus. changing up a bit. Yeah. I love remembering, like old shows. Thinking back of like. What big bands have I seen open shows that had no business opening if they were today? Yeah. I saw Three Days Grace open for Mudbane. Jesus. What? Yeah. <laughs> at, at the Cool House. That's crazy. Yeah. It was like their 
first album had just come out. Yeah. Oh, now I'm thinking like I this I I just can't off the top of my head think, but like damn yeah, like right now like obviously I just brought it up like you know Under Oath if. They were to play now. I mean, are they even still a fucking band? Yeah, they just yeah, put out a record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, it's not you know, bad either. If they played, I don't know. They'd probably, you know, they'd probably sell at the Opera House, no problem. But oh, they they sell out Rebel. Like, oh yeah, well yeah. They see, just played see, Rebel. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's how fucking yeah. out of. Yeah. That's how out of date and touch yeah. I am with all that. So like, um, so like, you know, that being said, it's probably that. Probably yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I saw Alexis on fire at the Masonic Lodge. Really? Oh yeah, we all. All, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they opened the up time. for uh, at the mercy of inspiration, which yeah. was Scotty Middleton Scott's from Cancer Bats. That's right. There we go. Scotty's up twice now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Scotty count is that two? Yeah, it's Scotty count. Yeah, <laughs> ting. Have a little thing on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. he's actually paying us to mention his name. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, he's he's doing recording out of Kingston. So yeah. if yeah. you're up around in that area, go check out Scott. <laughs> yeah, check out Scott. Send him your uh, send him your stuff to get mastered, yeah. mixed, and all that. He's uh, he really. He really brought um, brought brought the oomph to that demo there. Like mm-hmm. it really, like it pounds. Yeah. Now, would you go with him for the new? Like I uh, absolutely would. Yeah, with this new LP that no you guys. Problem. There's like yeah, when it comes like him and like I've no, I've known Scott like I I saw Cancer Bats like first four shows. Like, Fuck yeah. Yeah, like yeah. like him and like that's how far back like Scotty and I go. Um, so like he's somebody that I'm super comfortable with and yeah. would it would be an honor to like record our full length with him. That'd be cool. Yeah, I would love that. Now, do you personally know dark guy? Yeah. He's a really good friend of mine. Yeah. yeah. Do you also know dark guy? I don't. Okay. Yeah, so a... for the folks who don't know, maybe I'm sure they do, but like, uh, there's a Toronto, uh, Maple Leafs fanatic, uh, who was, uh, they had a, like a shot of him, uh, during like one game. It was, uh, it was in the, it was in the playoffs when they were playing Washington. And, um, I guess it was like it was a super intense game and it was like a couple minutes left in the third period and I was about to go to overtime and you can just see the, he's like he has a, the cigarette in his mouth already like <laughs> he's like ready. I'm waiting for the horn so I can run outside and smoke this dart <laughs> and like he's it's he's so stressed out like you can just see like all of his face paints are like like fucking melting on his face and he's you can see in his eyes he's glazed over he was like he's like i had probably like 16 beers before that like Damn. yeah he's a beast he's a weapon man like, and, and your personal friends with him eh? yeah 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 I'm, I'm like really good friends with him like i had i had uh easter supper with him and my family nice yeah <laughs> and did you know him before the whole no no yep. no i'm i i uh I slid into his DMs like I, I, I fucking that night when I saw that clip I was like who is this guy I'm like that guy is a beast so um, I guess uh, I was on Reddit on like uh, one of the comment sections for the game and then someone was like yo I found this guy's Twitter and posted it and then I like I snuck into his DMs like and I had a company would selling like uh, like men's grooming products we had a we had beard care products. So I messaged him and I was like, "Dude, you're blowing up right now. Like, like, do you want like a sponsor your beard with like with beard care products?" And then, and then he was like, "Oh man, like he's like that's super cool." And then he's like, uh, "Oh yeah, I'm going to the game. Blah blah blah. I'm going to be in Toronto. The Maple Leafs put me up at the like the Four Seasons or whatever. Like I can't remember which one it was. Nice. Uh, yeah. Like and then he was like, he's like, do you want to like meet up and uh, like grab a drink?' And I was like, "Absolutely. Nice. And then we've been like, we've been like." best friend since <laughs> hey, that's pretty tight yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I have pretty good success sliding into dms like i yeah. i don't know for some reason people just who else have smart. you slid into 
Uh, let's not talk about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a long list. Yeah, that's a long list. There's a... Uh, fuck. Well, you slid into my DMs about, uh, about the uh, beard oil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, I hadn't seen you in like... Yeah, yeah. I, over he, a decade. Yeah, like him and I, we, like, we used to like not get along. Like, oh. yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a story right there. Um, so I was, uh, fuck, I was, uh, I was playing, I don't know if you've uh, ever heard of the band Life Ruiner. <laughs> I'm not familiar. Yeah, neither am I. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, I, like, I actually like, I started that band. Um, I was like the first, like me and like that dickhead Johnny O.C. were the first members of the band. Uh, it's a long story on how that all got started. But, um, so I was playing a show at the Reverb and he was in the crowd and i guess like i was like i was like dating this girl and i guess like he like hooked up with her beforehand or whatever i don't really even know but i called him out on stage like into the microphone your, your <laughs> yeah, exact you want... words yeah were, here we go reno james if you talk to my girlfriend again i'll beat the living shit out of you <laughs> <laughs> and I was fucking terrified. He wasn't as big as he is now, though. Because I was like 160 pounds. I was too, though. I was... Seen kid. Yeah, but you were in life for right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. And, and automatically, at the time, that was automatically, a big deal. Yeah, that automatically adds some weight behind yeah, the punch. Yeah, <laughs> um, So I bounced real quick. Um, and now we're like best friends. Yeah, and I feel like that's mostly because you know that would beat the shit out of you now. Oh, we're gonna have to settle that later. All then. right, yeah. <laughs> well, cameras are rolling. Yeah, yeah. Have, a, have a nice, oh, have a nice little fucking scrap right here. <laughs> Might as well, man. We gotta, we gotta set some, uh, su- you know, supremacy here on who's number one, right? Yeah. yeah. Give, well, give them what they want. Give, give drop, the, drop your pants. Give the people what they want, baby. That's uh, it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you, you own a, a barber shop. I do. I do. And um, uh, your neighborhood barber. Yeah, it's in uh, tr- uh, Toronto, and more specifically the suburb of Etobicoke. Nice. Uh, right up on Lakeshore there. It's the area I grew up in, born, raised in, never lived anywhere else. It's my hood. Um, and yeah, like, I, I opened up a barbershop there, and the whole concept behind it is um, like uh, showcasing the history of uh, the community. Um, there's a lot of old artifacts, uh, and vintage, um, you know, historic pieces that are in the shop. Some, uh, some purchased, some stolen. Nice. Um, like, like knickknacks all over the place. Oh yeah. Like, like one block away from my shop was the, um, uh, the Campbell's soup factory. Oh, cool. Um, that was built in like 1897. Really? Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like back in Etobicoke back then there was three places to work. There was, uh, the, like a massive paint factory that blew up like 20, 30 years ago. There was a huge explosion. Jesus. Uh, there's the Campbell soup factory, which got torn down last year. And then there was Goodyear tires, but the Campbell soup factory, it was two weeks before it got uh, torn down. Um, there was a gentleman, I'm not naming any names. I'm not no narc, but he broke in to the Campbell soup factory and then stole all the artwork nice. from there. And, um, and then like approached me on the street and was like, yo dude, like looks around. He's all sketchy. And he's like, I heard you like soup. I'm like, Yo, I fucking love soup. Where's this going? And he's like, so I broke into the Campbell Soup Factory two weeks before they tore it down. I stole all the artwork. Do you want it? And I was like, absolutely. That's I sick. Do. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, I went and um, I bought that off of him, and that's there. And like, it's one of the number one conversation pieces in the shop. Um, people really, really love it. Um, yeah, it's just a you know community oriented, but just positive vibes. And um, I I have fun at work every day. I've never had a bad day at work. Nice. Yeah. How'd you get into cutting hair? Um, well, I was a bartender. Um, I was a bartender for quite a few years. And this, um, these regulars that used to come into the bar used to work at a barbershop uh, down the road. Um, and they would always come in. They were always happy. They were always jovial. They always tipped really, really well. And um, I was like, man, I kind of want that because, like, I don't really have fun doing this anymore. And, like, <laughs> after, like, two weeks, it was in, like, November, December, something like that. Um, and I was like, I haven't seen the sun in, like, two weeks. You know, like, I'm waking up at, like, right. four in the afternoon after yeah. going to, like, getting home from work at 4 a.m., Right. And I was like, I'm fucking depressed. And like, I want to be as happy as those guys. And then I went, I asked, and I was like, yo, would you, do you guys need an apprentice? And they're like, we've been waiting for you to ask. Oh, and cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then that's how it all started. Yeah. Yeah. Barbers always happy. They're singing. Oh they're, yeah. They're always yeah. in fours. Oh and... yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you're, um, if you're one of those like stuck up dickhead bar barbers, like stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. Just find something else. Cause this is the best, it's the best job in the world. And if you're not having fun doing it, there's something fucking wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you were to cut any famous musician's hair. Michael McDonald. Yeah. Oh, I've already. What dreamed, would you I've give him? Dreamed about this. Give him the exact same haircut he gets. Like, <laughs> no, like Michael McDonald from Steely Dan, and um, well, he used you used first record he was on Steely Dan, but Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers. Dude, that guy's like my fucking musical hero. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I love that man. Like, it is it is on my bucket list to cut Michael McDonald's hair. There you go. Actually. One like, day you will. One day. Like, Manifest if, if, if I, like, if I just come into, like, a bunch of money, like, I'm going to, like, you know, I said success with the DMs. I'm going to slide Michael McDonald's DMs. Be like, <laughs> I will pay for your flight. I will put you in a fucking hotel. And I'll give you a haircut. Like, shoot, shoot your shot. I, I'm going to. I just need that money first, you know? Like, because he's going to need to fly first class. He yeah. deserves the best. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. He's the king of yacht rock, dude. <laughs> he's the best. Yeah. Is there anything you do outside of music? Uh, that, that you uh, Any hobbies? Uh, uh, yeah. So, I mean. Uh, it's literally just work with music. As, yeah. far as, as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, by trade, I'm a landscaper. Cool. Um, I, I work for a company in Hamilton, Hess Landscaping. I like that. But uh, outside of that, uh, I am a powerlifter. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> it's been a while since I've really competed or trained. But uh, yeah, like four to five times a week, I'm in the gym lifting weights. Damn. Yeah. Fucking yeah. bulking up. Beefy yeah. boy. Beef boy. Just so you can show him that you can fucking beat up now. Yeah, that's right. It's that's not, right. It's not the I size be, of the dog in the fight, baby. I just want to be strong enough to be able to support my own feelings. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got big feelings, man. Yeah. That's oh, great. Oh, 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 oh,
All right, let's get into some anecdotes. Okay. So right. let's uh, talk about some of the wildest stories you have from uh, playing in music and being around band culture. Anything that you have oh on the road, at a show, in the studio, and oh. anything in between. Oh, fuck. Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, off, right off the top of my head, um, when I was in grade 12, um, and it was March break, and I, like, I was, at this time I was with Life Rune, it was just fresh and everything like that, um, and we were playing a bunch of shows with Embrace Today, and we were driving to, uh, we were driving to Montreal for our next show, uh, we made a stop off in Coburg um, to fall, to go to sleep for the night, because we were driving, uh, and we're like, yo, we're, we're gassed. And uh, long story short, I'm not going to get into the details because this is personal. Okay. But <laughs> I was, uh, I, I was ended up, I ended up getting arrested for something I didn't do. Okay. And here I am in grade 12 on March break in the Coburg jail cell. And um, at this point, like they didn't even ask me how old I was. Um, and then I was like, I'm like 17 years old. And then they're like, they're like, I'm sorry, what the fuck did you just say? They didn't ask me for ID, nothing, right? And then like they had they have like a little huddle and then they're like look over and then they have they go back to talk and then they, they're like okay come with us and then they take me into a different uh into like uh an interrogation room so i'm not in a jail cell right and then they're like we need to read you a new set of rights and blah 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 <laughs> and, and like i literally spent the whole night like i like they took they did the whole thing they took away my shoelaces my belt my the string of my hoodie they did like a whole like I, it was it was it was i was like and the entire time i was just like I just want to call my parents. I just want to call. I was like, do I get a phone call? And yeah. they refused me a phone call. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I, w I was in there all night until like 7 a.m. And what happened was the singer of the band, he uh, he told them, the cops, that he was my legal guardian. Okay. So like, they're like, I'm... Don't let him call his parents. I'm his legal guardian. Yeah. And like, so they're like, okay. So I kept on saying like, oh, let me call my parents. And they're like, no, well, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. And then um, after the cops found out everything that happened, that like everything that was like I wasn't supposed to fucking be in there. Sure. Um, I, I get like I get out and like, like that's what he told me. He was just like, yeah, I told him like I was your legal guardian, so like <laughs> your parents don't know. And I made a post about it on my fucking MySpace bulletin, <laughs> and my mom happened to go on my MySpace, and then it was like Easter. So like like so now we're to, like so it's in March break, and now we're, it's in Easter, so October. So, uh, is that no 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 sorry no um Thanksgiving sorry Thanksgiving in October sorry yeah. um and we're sitting there and my mom she goes so do you want to tell me about uh, what what you got arrested for <laughs> and like I was like I'm sorry what I thought I was scot free with it but yeah and like it was so funny coming back from March break and my I went to like I was in a, a Catholic high school wow and we're sitting down and the English teacher's like alright everybody so tell me about your March break and I was like <laughs> I wasn't arrested like, <laughs> that's <laughs> my story regardless of what you hear <laughs> didn't happen so yeah I was arrested when I was in grade 12 for something I didn't do damn yeah man that's crazy <laughs> yeah that's one of my stories yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about yourself do you got any uh, wild stories from uh, playing in bands playing <sighs> He shows. was the guy. He was the guy that was swimming like for that Slayer show. Yeah, that's like in, the, in that water. Yeah, well, looked like I could fucking swim. <laughs> um, I mean, nothing crazy as that. But, uh, I mean, I've got like a van breaking down story. Um, so I used to be in a metalcore band called The Distance From. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. Holy yeah. fuck yeah. And we were 
driving to Kingston from Toronto to play a show mm-hmm. with, I think Structures was playing that show. Cool. Um, and I was driving separately in my car because there just wasn't room in the van. Uh, and I'm the only other one who was driving. And so I'm fall or I'm I'm ahead of the van because fuck them and their slow ass. <laughs> um, and then I get a phone call saying, uh, "Hey, um, so the van stopped working, and they're pulling a trailer, and they don't know what the fuck's going on." And I used to be an auto mechanic, so I was like, "Okay, it's probably something stupid. I'm gonna come and s- it, the belt probably snapped or sure. something. I don't know." So I get off the highway, turn around, and drive and meet up with them. And uh, the fucking engine seized. Really? The motor seized. Damn. I, I thought I could fix it, but there's no fucking way. No. There's no fucking way. So you know Adam Cameron from Cold Shoulder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's um, a beast. He's a fucking beast. <laughs> so we were not going to cancel the show. We were like an hour and a half out. And uh, so we piled as many of the people in the van into my 98 Acura Integra (laughs) and had a tow truck come and tow the van on a flatbed while the tow truck pulled our trailer (laughs) and then dropped us off at the show, dropped the trailer, and then we crushed the van. Wow. And we still managed to play. We had to like shift our set times around. We ended up playing like right before (laughs) structures instead. But I am I'm shocked that we made it to the show yeah. at all. That's crazy. Man. I thought for sure like we were all just gonna say fuck it and go home, but <laughs> we were all fucking hyped and determined. They were all stoned as shit. So, and I was, straight, <laughs> I was straight edge at the time. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, we still played the show and then uh I think we stayed in Kingston that night and then the next morning we we got like a U Haul. Yeah, that's what we did. We had to get a U Haul and then we drove everyone back in the U Haul. Nice. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, uh, like, just, like one time when I was with the uh, dogs, just losing it. Yeah, man, dogs are cool though, so they can do whatever the fuck they want. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Buckley. I was, yeah, Buckley, yeah, named after the Buckley brothers from Every Time I Die. Rest in peace. <laughs> I assumed it was after the medicine. Yeah, yeah <laughs> a lot of people think that. Yeah, yeah. does yeah. he taste great? I don't know. I haven't eaten him. We'll have to wait a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, start start fattening them up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I oh man like when I was with um I was uh, I was like roadie merch guy for like a couple shows with Misery Signals and nice uh like I mean every fucking band has like their tire breakdown story right but one time we went um we were in Ottawa and we pull up to the venue and um we're just just finished the show and we're out back in the um we're loading up gear and everything like that and this guy walks up and he's like. Hey man, and he goes to um he goes to Brandon the drummer of Misery Signals and he's like, I want to tell you that I took your uh your drum part from um uh Failsafe, I think it was. Okay. And uh, I incorporated it into my set. And he's like, What what are you talking about? He's like, I, I'm in I perform with Stomp, the musical Stomp. Oh cool. So like do do Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he he does a part, like a misery signal's like homage it, like during the stomp set really and uh, and he's like you guys are like my favorite like you're my favorite drummer you guys are what i saw i was walking around and i saw that there was a fly for the show tonight and i was yeah. like i have to come like and it was the last night of the stomp to, like they were doing like a like a month-long thing there sure. right so uh and he's just like what are you guys doing right now and then we're like i don't know we're 
probably going to either try to find a place to crash or we're going to try to just drive towards the next show. And he's like, I got an idea. And we're like, what's up? And their stomp was staying at, oh, I can't remember the name of the hotel, but it is the like number one nicest hotel in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, every, every like, you know, performer and uh, crew member is staying in this hotel. We have like two floors like rented out. Um, so he's like, so what you're going to do is you're going to come with me and you guys are going to stay. Like, I'm going to get you guys a room in this mm-hmm. hotel. And we go and we're like, what the fuck is like the nicest hotel I've ever been in. And we're like, just these, you know, greasy guys. Like, hey, we're like staying here. And then, uh, and then they're like, yeah, we're going to this bar. Um, we rented out the whole bar and it's open bar. And we're like, what? And they're like, come with us. And we're like, okay. So we go, we go to this bar and then Stu Ross, the guitarist, and he's just like, he's like, I'll get a bottle of wine. Actually, I'll get two bottles of wine. <laughs> and then we were promptly kicked out like 10 minutes later. Because oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> everything we did while we were there was just like, I'll get a rum and coke. I'll get two rum nice. and cokes. And then they're just like, fuck these guys. Get, who the fuck are these guys? Get them out of here. <laughs> he's a one-upper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah. So we got booted from there and then we stayed in uh, like a $600 hotel room and that was yeah that that was what probably one of the greatest fucking nights ever yeah that was a great night. nice i loved that night yeah that sounds like a good time it was where's the furthest you folks have played from home like where's the furthest you've uh gotten to perform good question um i mean i played ottawa i played london played windsor i've never played out of on okay yeah ontario i don't think You've never played in Quebec? Maybe like Gatineau. Oh, okay. Sure. But never Montreal. Like I've, I've like done merch for bands that played in like Montreal and Quebec City. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, like, um, more, uh, Northern, uh, more Northern States, like, you know, obviously in New York and Ohio, um, uh, Quebec, but yeah, nothing really far. Like, like one tour away, we were supposed to be, it was supposed to be like a three week tour. And then like, like a couple days in, I was just I I got like deathly fucking sick, and I was oh, like, no. and then like I ended up taking a uh, a bus home from Albany, New York, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fucking terrible. Oh, never take a bus home from Albany, New York. <laughs> it was like, and especially when like you feel like shit and you want to die. Yeah, it was just terrible. But yeah, that's like I I haven't gone that far. Um. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think so. I played in a. I played in a parking lot in Buffalo and opened up for Theory of a Dead Man once. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I was in Numbers Revolt, we were in like grade eleven. Yeah. yeah in a parking lot. In a parking lot in Buffalo, in a, a parking lot of a mall. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, like, not anything that sounds like theory of a dead man like not should not have been happening (laughs) (laughs) would you say that's the most peculiar place you've ever played yeah um i played in a church like a church basement with a like a band that fucking hated god so that was (laughs) yeah uh, yeah. and i think i think the sarah like spit on the ceiling was like fuck god to start off the set and i was like (laughs) god damn it (laughs) (laughs) how about yourself anywhere uh you know peculiar um I mean, I played like like just house shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah, those are always uh, kind of weird. I've been to some weird fucking venues. Yeah, before. yeah, where? Uh, there was a venue in Buffalo called the Funeral Home. Yep. So it's like a legitimate like 
ex funeral home. Exactly. It was hardest. It was basically it got turned into like a punk house. Yeah. No one owned it. It, These dudes were like squatting in the house. Really. But uh, they yeah they built a stage in like (laughs) I guess like the the visitation room. Sure. And I've seen some fucking crazy shows there. Yeah. Like the venue has a max capacity of like sixty people. Sure. Terror played there, <laughs> and not joking, three hundred people. Damn! Like, the hallways were packed. Outside the venue was packed. Wow! It was fucking insane. I think it was like <laughs> Keepers of the Faith era terror too. So it nice. wasn't even like like oh early terror. Right. No one came to shows. No, it was fucking insane. Yeah. And like I go to shows there all the time. Like I saw. Backtrack and Zabalba play there, and like those shows were fucking crazy yeah. violent. Like, and it was all crew beef at the time too. So oh, okay. I, I was super on edge like the whole time. <laughs> just like, don't piss anyone off. Exactly. Don't say the business. right thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That just reminded me of the Formac. Oh, in Burlington. Yo, that dude. I was at that show. I was at that show as well. What man. show was that? Holy fuck, dude. Oh my god! There was the show that shut down the Formac. Um, Legendary. Show. Yeah, like I, I, I wasn't like fuck. I can, we keep talking about him. I don't want to, but um, I wasn't in Life for Dark at this point. But they were <laughs> they were playing. Uh, they were headlining, and then there was like, I guess something happened the show before, and then they were like, no moshing. You're not allowed to mosh in the show anymore. Yeah, yeah, right. Obviously, <laughs> you're going to fucking mosh, right? Like. So I was I was moshing. I was just like I was just like hanging out the side of the stage, and then they started uh, moshing, and then um, like the three security guards walk up and they went to the like electrical panel mm-hmm. to like just and I'm, <laughs> in me in my head I'm like I ought to give a shit I'm like the gear like the gear like it's good like like that's those, not good yeah, yeah that is not Can't good. Just cut so the I was power. just like yo don't fucking do that like like and then and then they started getting aggressive with me and then I. Me and like I used to do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. My my training partner was there with me, and then him and I like walk up and we're like fighting off these like four security guards from trying to do the like all for the sake of the gear, yeah. not for the like not for the band, not the, for the sake of the gear. We're like don't fucking do that. So that all starts happening. And then a bunch of people see that like they're trying to fight me and my friend, and then just literally all hell breaks loose. Um, oh my god! Like the things that I saw there, like basis went through the roof um I, I, lo- I remember looking over at one point and there was a kid and he was up against one of the walls and he was doing this kicked the hole through the wall took one step over oh kicked boy another, and yeah. then like flipping pool tables it, it was pure fucking <laughs> it was like there should be a documentary about the format yeah. riot like it was yeah. like what do you like what stood out during that whole scene from you like uh i remember jumping off a pool table with a pool cue and hit someone over the head with it dude it was chaos bro it was absolute chaos like they had i think they had like an arcade machine there and someone just, oh it got knocked yeah the i pushed that over <laughs> yeah. um throwing like like all the bar stools people just throwing like there were like bar like stool like in the wall like like from the legs like it was <laughs> dude it was and it was fucking trashed, and there was never they never had a show there like ever again. They they, they shut it down. Weird yeah. that they didn't. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, just get a bunch of straight edge kids, give them some Red Bulls, and fuck, man, damn, what will happen? That's right? crazy. It was it was pure chaos. I've like wow. I've never I've never been in an environment so 
chaotic and like destructive. Everything short of like a fire starting. Yeah, yeah. It's like it was like one step away from the from it being burnt down. I wow. swear to fucking God. It's, is it like is that building still around or? Yeah, yeah it's the building right. itself is, but I don't like I don't think the format. No. I think no. It's, yeah, it's it was something else now. It was yeah. I think it's just a different pool hall. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, that got. That escalated really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Were, yeah. Do you have any uh, pre-show rituals? Um, it's been so long since I played a show. I'm just going to go with no. Yeah. yeah. When was the last time you played a show? Last time I played a show was, fuck me, probably 15 years ago. Yeah? Yeah. Do you remember with who or? Uh, I think M-Code. Okay. Yeah. I think it was M-Code. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. Like I've gone up and I've gone like I've done guest vocal like guest vocals for parts of songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I I would go up um, five years when I was with Mr. Signals. I would do the outro five years. Sick. Um, there was um, oh what was the other one? Like Cold Shoulder. Um, I've gone up and I've uh, done some parts with that yeah. as well. Yeah, like and like that's kind of the extent of it. Um, I took a really big like break from the whole music scene like in general for a long long time uh, i just wanted absolutely nothing to do with it and then um yeah and then just and then i was like i didn't want anything to do with like a band and i don't want anything to do with the music like i would still listen to it um but uh, yeah like and then like just kind of and then i was like if i do music it's just going to be on my terms like i'm gonna do i'm gonna write everything and, yeah so and then so before phantom lung like we're going back like eight or nine years ago i wrote a solo um a solo album it kind of in the same vein, just not as like chaotic and destructive as Phantom Lung, but right. I wrote like a whole solo project and like that was very therapeutic for me because I was going through like a really really bad time in my life and like, I was able to, um, you know, I had an outlet for that. Yeah. And then kind of the same thing is like also like going through some shit, going through like a breakup, like um, losing my dog, all that, and like, and like so that's when I um, I started like my friend uh, messaged me well. He visited me and he's like, "You are fucking depressed. I hate it. I don't even want to talk to you anymore." So, I got you this guitar. Nice. You need to write a fucking another album. There you go. And then I was like, "Okay." And he's like, "It's either that or I, I kick the shit out of you." And I'm like, "All right, I'll write an album. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. Play the guitar. Yeah, fine. I'll write a fucking album." And then that's kind of how Phantom One started. Nice. Yeah. Do you have any pre-show rituals? Uh, other than like just jerks off. Yeah, no. Um, other than going pee a thousand times because yep. I still get super nervous all the fucking time. Right. Um, I just do like some kind of the same warm ups I do like for the gym, like warm up my shoulders and stretches knees, and whatnot. I'm, yeah, I'm aging and I hurt a lot <laughs> yeah. when I'm playing on stage. Yeah. So just yeah, stretching. <laughs> <laughs> super important. Yeah. Do you guys have any go to gas station snacks when you're on the road or any? Preferred fast food that you need to stop and get when you when you're on the road with the boys. Taco Bell's an easy one. Yeah, I love Taco uh, yeah, Bell. Dude, Taco, Taco Bell's an easy Bell one. Sure. Taquitos from Seven Eleven. Yeah. Um. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's pretty much it. When when Quiznos was a thing, I used to fucking love Quiznos. Quiznos is, I think but they're that, around. They're like, but like they're you gotta far look, between. You gotta look for them. Yeah, but um, yeah, that like that's that's pretty much it. 
What about yourself? Anything go to when you? My go to like gas station cheap snacks. I usually get like Reese's cups, like the big yep. ones. Nice. Uh, Bigfoot candy. Hey. And a lot of Monster Energy drinks. There, we there go. you go. <laughs> Gotta <laughs> have that I was energy drink for it. I was yeah. waiting for I'm it. Trying to get a Monster Energy drink sponsorship. Nice. We'll, so, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So, Unleash the beast. Yeah. Monster. <laughs> monster Energy drink. If you're listening, <laughs> find that fucking beast within you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unleash it. Have you seen that like uh, clip of the one lady like explaining how the monster energy drink is like a satanic? Yeah, that's why I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I have, I have absolutely. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I stay away from it because I'm a good Christian boy. Yeah, with good Christian ideals. You drink Red Bull. Yeah, because yeah, it gives you wings like yeah. an angel. <laughs> there, fucking look at us. There you go, go. man. <laughs> look at the riffs going. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> look at us. Look at us. <laughs> now let's say Phantom Long is uh, selling out arenas. You guys are fucking huge. You're at the we size are. of Metallica. Yeah. Uh, what's the Rockstar Green Rider? What's in the green room waiting for you? You oh, have an unlimited budget. Fuck. Monster, monster. Oh, yeah. There's a Mon- keg of monster. Okay, yeah, 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 a couple of them. Yeah, on monster, tap. A monster ivy. A monster on tap. Yeah. <laughs> yes. On tap. <laughs> That's a great fucking question. Um, Chipotle, definitely. Chipotle. Really? Chipotle? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't fuck with Chipotle, man. Yeah, I had it a couple. I'll fuck times. with you then. I don't. I had it a couple times. And I was like, I don't get it. It's. It's. I think it's overrated. I think it's because you don't lift. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, more than that. <laughs> I know. Fuck, that's a great question. And like, I don't know. Um, Would you have any movies playing? Any video Silence games? Silence of the Lambs, but just the um, the Buffalo Bill scene where he tucks his dick between his legs. Like, I even have the tattoo. Oh, fuck yeah. He has. Um, yeah, man. Buffalo Bill is like my hero. He's my idol. I love that fucking He's guy. He's your idol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, but yeah, uh, fucking Silence of the Lambs. Um, <laughs> the room I request the room, the room to be playing nice Jojo Rabbit because I'm always down for a good cry yeah right yeah I just I, saw that movie I, I have the uh, Jojo Rabbit tattoo nice <laughs> good yeah uh, Jojo Rabbit's gotta be fucking playing hey did you end up getting the the, the Shania Twain tattoo no I haven't gotten it yet oh uh, fuck I, am, I really really want to get my Shania Twain tattoo so fucking bad. yeah like, yeah I'm just waiting for it again like we're tell the story so busy which one the, the Shania Twain tattoo oh yeah so I'm gonna get uh, the sheet music of just the opening notes. The dun, 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 dun. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get that. And that's oh fuck. And like obviously you're not gonna really know. Like I'm just probably gonna get on the back of my arm. And you're not gonna know if you don't read music. You're not gonna know. But like I'm expecting someone once in a while to just walk up and be like, "Let's go, girls." <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot wait for that moment. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I love Shania Twain so fucking much. Yeah, Canadian Idol. That's right. She's my, my one of my dream girls, man. There you go. Yeah, her and Amber Heard. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a shit in your bed. We're this whole time. <laughs> That's all I needed. Yeah. You just have to get me talking. That's all I needed to hear. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I think I've only got one more question for you, folks. Unless okay. you've got some more anecdotes that you want to share. Yeah, nothing. I haven't toured or nothing. <laughs> oh, well, ask your question and I, yeah. I, I might ask something. I just need your top five all favorite bands of all time. If you can't give me five, give oh, me three man. in no particular order. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Doobie Brothers. Nice. Steely Dan. Yeah. Um, Pantera. Uh, Meshuggah. Probably... Um, Oh, let me think about that last one. Yeah, because like I know it. 
Actually, I I, ha I know I have an, like a note on my phone which talks about like my 10 best albums. You, I'm going to look for that quick while you... Sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. Favorite bands. Um, got three on my mind. Um, Slipknot, favorite band. Got a no. Slipknot tattoo. Hell yeah. Um, obituary. There you go. Uh, Blind Guardian. <laughs> right I, on. I have such a soft spot for super cheesy power metal. It's... <laughs> My fucking kryptonite. I fucking love it so much. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, two more favorite bands. Breather Resist for the other one for me. True. Cool. Yeah. It's hard for me to pick favorite bands because I am such a sponge for listening to new music. Yeah. So like every new band is my favorite new band. I get like that. Uh, so, okay, I'll give you my top five shit I'm listening to right now. Yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll plug some like newer bands. Um, Malignant Alter. Amazing death metal band. Cool. I haven't heard the, of them. Their last record they released... Uh, in like November or December. Yeah. One of my favorite, no, my absolute favorite death metal record of all time. Damn. It's fucking great. Um, who else am I listening to? Um, Cruelty from Japan, spelled with a K. Yep, yep. Super fucking heavy. They're cool. Um, Body Box. They're like a brutal death slam kind of band. <laughs> cool. Uh, Snuffed on Sight. Nice. Um, yeah, and then like Undeath. Yeah, Undeath. Um, Frozen Soul. I just saw them on Tuesday with Dying Fetus. Yeah. Uh, who else is really fucking good? Um, Terminal Nation. They just released a split with Cruelty. Yeah. That was really fucking good. Um, and a new band um, that Taylor Young is in uh, from like Twitching Tongues. Yeah, he's in all the bands. And God's Hate. And, yeah. Um, they're called Zeus, I think. Oh, cool. Uh, spelled Z-O-U-S. But like just really like dirty caveman sludgy Fuck yeah metal. that's cool but yeah that's what i've been listening to like nice pretty much on repeat lately yeah that's <sighs> awesome for new like well not new but like what i've just been listening to a lot of like mm -hmm. on top of the doobie brothers because like oh like even last year like how spotify gives you like the roundup mm -hmm. yeah it said uh i got it like a, a one of the things that it tells you and it's just like you are in the 0.0025% of Doobie Brothers listeners. Like, <laughs> oh, that's how fucking much I listen to them. <laughs> so, like, they'll always be there. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Rotten Sound, um, mm -hmm. Magruder Grind, uh, Cattle Decapitation. Nice. Um, that new 200 Stab Wounds record. Oh, yeah. They're cool, so eh? Good. Yeah. So Disgusting. good. Um, and then... Um, I brought them up before with uh, another podcast I did. Um, uh, this band from Norway, not even a band. It's just it's oh, I, yeah. as far as I know, it's just one fucking guy. Yeah. Um, he lives in like the northernmost part of Norway. And he's like a marine biologist, but like, he's not doing that. He just writes like grindcore. Um, <laughs> they're called Parliamentarisk Sodomy. Yeah. Um, do Rift City. Just fucking Damn. riffs. They're, they're city. a fucking party. Cool. Dude, like just fun fucking riffs. Um, Mammoth Grinder. Yeah. Fucking them so heavy. Um, yeah. Like, oh, let's, we can just we can just name off bands. We can just, and now it's, it's, oh, yeah. at this point, just we're we're just naming bands at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because you, you mentioned you were like a stand for Doobie Brothers on Spotify. Uh, I, I my metal cred got taken away from me last year when Spotify put me in like this point zero whatever. 0.1% of listeners of Spirit Box. Okay. <laughs> I am such a stand for They're Spirit so Box. good. They're so fucking catchy yeah. and groovy. I fucking love them so Yeah, much. they're a great new band. Oh, Canadian yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Like yeah. we were listening, like, we're like, 
don't get us wrong. I mean, like, I know we look hard as fuck, right? Hundred <laughs> percent put on boys to men. Yeah, <laughs> now, yeah, boys to men, pointer sisters, like hey. all that fucking shit, man. Nice. Yeah. I know, I know, like most of the lyrics to WAP by Cardi B. There you go. Yeah, probably one of the best songs in the. <laughs> got to keep it diverse, right? You can't always yeah. just listen to one thing. You gotta get like you, you gotta get inspiration from everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Like, you, oh, like I listen to a lot of three six. Nice. A lot of Juicy J. Well, I listen to a lot of the Crystals, the the Marvelettes, you know? A lot of Surf The Shangri-Las, Dick Dale. Yeah, man. Dick Dale, yeah. Dick Dale. Fucking so what good. What a goddamn unit. Now, uh, before we end, didn't you say you had a conversation that you wanted to... Yeah. With, uh, with Rob Reed? Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you for bringing yeah. that up. Yeah, I know. So, uh, gonna... you were on uh, Not Just a Phase, and uh, shout-outs to our mutual. Uh, yep, yep. Rob Reed, um, he's a hard-working individual. I'll actually give a quick shout-out to him. If it wasn't, if I didn't go on his show initially, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Really? Yeah, no, he, he gave no, me the bug. I had a, I had a, I had a great, great conversation with him. Um, but this is what, I have not read this to you yet. No. Um, I'm going to bring this up. So, I made a post on the Instagram page with a photo of Reno and I yeah. on the way here. And he uh, responded saying, pod whore. And then I laughed and I said, the uh, the Tim and Eric, it's free real estate. Uh, uh, meme there. And he goes, ask Philip how he likes my sloppy seconds. And I said, I'm 100% going to do that. I don't give a fuck. And he's like, that's amazing. Anytime I interview a band before band anecdotes, I immediately jack off after in triumph and victory. Feel free to tell him that too. And I said, I'm literally going to be reading this combo on the podcast. <laughs> and he goes, and I'm canceled. <laughs> uh, yep. So he's like, a healthy masturbation joke about friendly competition seems safe enough for the woke crowd. <laughs> well, so, as long as he's happy, as long as he's getting himself I mean, there. If he's jacking off, he's got to be happy. Well, with, no, look, there's, there's that whole like, like wave of sadness after yeah. like, and disgust. So I just assumed that was a part of it. It's, you, a, it's an experience. It's, you, yeah. you can't be happy unless you've experienced sadness. If you don't know, you, you, you don't. Yeah. Right. And uh, in, in, in short, that's exactly what it's like being on not just a it's face. It's not that short. It's skinny, okay? <laughs> it's a thin dick. <laughs> cool. Right on, folks. Well, I think yes. we can end it there. Awesome. Awesome. Fuck yeah, dude. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Hell yeah.